What's going on, family? This is Pastor Sergio Chavez, and I just want to thank you for tuning into the Hope Center podcast. I was having a conversation with um, with a young lady as I was doing some shopping, and um, I often find myself in having opportunities to minister to people and speak to people um, everywhere I go. In fact, I always tell my wife that is that we always have to be ready to see somebody, um, especially when we're in this area. Now that we're pastors, a lot of people know us. Um, people will stop us whenever we're at restaurants, whenever I'm at uh, the pet store, whenever I'm at the mall. Um, sometimes it kind of it kind of freaks me out, it scares me a little. Um, you ever had somebody just run up on you and just like, whoa, you know? Um, and especially, you know, when you come from when you come from the hood. Anybody from the hood around here? You grew up in, so you're just naturally paranoid when you're from the hood. I'm the only, I'm the only one. So you know, people running up on me. Anyways, uh, I had a conversation, and, and long story short, we got to sharing about Christmas, and and she began to share the things that she really enjoys about Christmas and the things that really annoy her about Christmas. And so it was so good that I had to write these things down. I said, you know what? I'm going to share this with the people. It was so good. You ready for the things that she was telling me that she enjoys? Let's see if you can relate to any of these. Uh, I relate to to all of these. She says that she loves, she said that she loves the Christmas food. Whenever she gets to enjoy food with family. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, anybody relate to that? Anybody know what I'm talking about? If if you're from the Caribbean, you enjoy your lechon, your moro de guandules your mangu con salami if you're from if you're from uh, Central America what do you all eat you, you, do you all boost us for Christmas boñuelas tamales uh, what, what, yeah the sandwich with the pollo uh, you enjoy all of that right it, it's some glazed ham macaroni and cheese if you if you enjoy soul food and grits and all of that good stuff right so she said I enjoy the food I said I agree I like that I, you know uh, during Christmas time that's when most people get together and they enjoy food with one another let's see this one was a weird one but when I got to think about it I said I kind of agree with this one she said the, the smells during Christmas gingerbread the cookies the pine trees like the scents the smells and I said you know what that's a weird one but I'll go with that one I like that too during the Christmas time. Uh, uh, here's probably your favorite, and she said, the thing that I really enjoy about Christmas is the presents. Anybody enjoy presents? Some of y'all are like, man, I don't get presents. People just be giving me socks and all types of things that I don't use. Anybody, I mean, anybody still get socks, and you're just like, this is the fifth year I'm getting socks from the same person. I, I could buy my own socks. <laughs> anybody, anybody like me? Uh, 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 if, if y'all are not, you know, raising your hand, you're probably the one that gives socks, because you can't think of anything else you're just like I don't know what to get this person so you think of the most basic thing like you know when people try to get real creative for men they're like I'm gonna buy them a tie you know they're not gonna wear that tie that funky tie presents, not only giving presents, I mean, not only receiving presents, but she said, I love giving presents and seeing, how many enjoy giving presents, right? You, you, you see a smile on people's faces and, 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 and their reactions. She said, I really enjoy the presents. Uh, oh, this is a good one. She said, I enjoy Christmas entertainment. You know that during Christmas time, that's when you get to catch up on all the Christmas movies? Huh? Hallmark, uh, 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 Home Alone series. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, Kevin. 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of Home Alone series. Uh, a Christmas Story? Young people, listen. Google. Google. Use your Google. A Christmas Story. This is like early 80s. This is a classic Christmas movie. I remember one time, one, one year in Christmas, I was very young. They had a marathon of A Christmas Story, the movie. So they played it for 20 hours, 24 hours straight. I probably watched it four times. I love that movie. What are some of the movies you all enjoy during the Christmas time? What's that? The Elf, that's a good one. The Grinch, that stole Christmas, right? So, so the Christmas entertainment and the music. How many enjoy the Christmas music, right? So she said, I, I really enjoy the Christmas entertainment. Uh, and this was a weird one. I don't do this one. She said, I like to dress my dog in cute outfits for Christmas. <laughs> I got a couple. And then she, but then she switched the list. She's like, here are the things that annoy me about Christmas. Because some of you, if you keep it real, there are certain things that might annoy you about the Christmas time. She said, all the hype. She said, Halloween hasn't even passed. And people already want to put their Christmas lights up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Y'all know the Latinos that keep their Christmas lights all year round? Some of y'all, some of y'all know them folks in your neighborhood. Is that any, any, you know, certain communities, you'll see they leave their Christmas lights all year round. She said the hype, and then she said the panic and the stress. Can anybody relate to that? The panic and the stress because people are traveling. You're either traveling or people are coming in and you're going to have to host people and you're going to have to buy gifts and you're going to have to figure out what you're going to get and what you're going to cook. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The panic and the stress of Christmas. She said, you know what? The cold, if you're from this area. She said, how many, how many, how many are like, you know what? That, that's me. I don't enjoy the cold. Anybody? I don't enjoy the cold. She said, I, I, when it gets too cold, I, 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 you know, that kind of annoys me. And she said, this last one was hilarious. She said, having to deal with relatives during Christmas. I got one that's keeping it real. <laughs> having to deal because we have to get together with people that you don't see all year round. And then you got to smile at people and have small talk. And then you have to make up conversations. And you're just sitting there like, why in the world am I here? Uh, what are we talking about? She said, that, that kind of annoys me. Uh, all that to say... I had this conversation with this young lady, and it made me reflect, and I, and, and I began to kind of minister to her, and, and I realized that a lot, oftentimes, these are the things that we focus on during the Christmas holiday, and in the midst of the holiday season, we can forget the real reason why we celebrate Christmas. During the Christmas holiday, we can get caught up in all of these things, the food, the smells, the movies, the lights, and the music, and having to deal with relatives, and what gifts am I going to buy? And, and all of that is happening, and we forget the real reason why we should be celebrating Christmas. And let me tell you the real reason we celebrate Christmas. The real reason we celebrate Christmas is because thousands of years ago, it was prophesied that a Messiah would be born. Even years, hundreds of years before Jesus was born, prophets were declaring that a Messiah, that a deliverer would be born, and his kingdom would not be of the earth, but it would be a spiritual kingdom. See, the people were awaiting an earthly kingdom, and they were waiting for a king, someone who would come in a crown, in a chariot, someone who would deliver the people, but what they didn't know was that what they needed was a spiritual king. What they needed was a spiritual deliverer, and in fact, the name Jesus, in case you didn't know, comes from the Greek. 
Greek, Jesus. In the Hebrew, it's Yeshua. And that really translates into deliver. So when we say we celebrate Jesus, we are celebrating the fact that we have a Savior, that we have a deliver, that a Christ was born. And even though we thought we didn't need him, even though we didn't know we needed him, he was born because he would be the one to deliver our souls from ourselves. He would be the one to restore our lives even when we thought we didn't need him. He would be the one to give us joy. Is there anybody that knows about the Jesus that I'm talking about? Is it all right? I know I know that usually we get to the holly and jollies, but you know what? I get excited talking about Jesus, so you might have to switch to the organ because can I tell you about the Jesus that we serve here today? Is it all right? Can I tell you the reason why we celebrate today? Is it all right? Let me tell you that thousands of years ago, it was prophesied. If you look in the scriptures all throughout the Old Testament and in the New Testament, it talked about Jesus, the Savior. In Genesis, he is our creator. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is the high priest. In Numbers, he's water in the desert. In Deuteronomy, he is our eagle's wings of deliverers. In Joshua, he is the commander of the army of the Lord. In Judges, he is our peace. In Ruth, he is our redeemer. And for Samuel, he is our prophet. He is our priest. He is our king. He is our rock of salvation. He is the builder of the temple that will never fall. He is the reigning king. He's the son of David that is coming to rule. He's the priest proclaiming freedom. He's the one who restores what is broken. I wish I had somebody that knew what I was talking about in this place. Is it all right if I keep on going? Talk back to me. Say, keep on going, Pastor. Keep on going. Can I keep on going? In Ezra, he's the priest proclaiming freedom. In Nehemiah, he's the one who restores what is broken. In Esther, he's protector of his people. In Job, he is mediator between God and man. In Psalms, he is a song in the morning and the light. In Proverbs, he is our wisdom. In Ecclesiastes, he is our meaning for life. In Song of Solomon, he's the author of faithful love. In Isaiah, he is a wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting father. He's prince of peace. He's the weeping Messiah in Jeremiah. In Lamentations, he is the son of God that is with us in the furnace in Daniel. He's the faithful husband in Hosea. He is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit in Joel. Some of y'all like, I didn't know all those books were in the Bible. I'm going through the Bible, y'all. These are the names of the Bible. Is it all right if I keep on going? Say keep on going, Pastor. In Amos, he's the deliverer of justice to the oppressed. In Abadiah, he's the mighty one to save. In Jonah, he is the great missionary. In Micah, he casts our sin into the sea of forgiveness. In Nahum, he proclaims freedom. In Habakkuk, he crushes injustice. In Zephaniah, he is the warrior who saves. In Haggai, he's the one who restores our worship. In Zechariah, he is the Lord and King over all the earth. In Malachi, he is the son of righteousness who brings healing and Mark he's the Messiah and Luke he's the servant and John he is God in the flesh I wish I could keep on going but who I'm talking about is Jesus can you say his name and say Jesus can you say with me Jesus and is there anybody grateful that we serve a Jesus that was born to be our deliverer to be our savior to be our redeemer but he had to be born 
He had to be born. It had been prophesied. And then later in the scriptures, you see in the two gospels of Matthew and Luke that it details the nativity or the birth of Jesus. The angel comes and prophesies to Mary because she had found favor before God. And so the angel tells Mary that you have found favor before God and you will bear a child and his name will be Jesus. He will be the deliverer. And some of you may think of that story and say, that sounds like fantasy. It's a beautiful story to tell. But I want to tell you that it's much more than just a story to tell. It was God in the in his supernatural nature and in his power impregnated a woman and then she would be born and she was engaged to Joseph and Joseph wanted to divorce her because he, she, he found that she was pregnant and he's like, I ain't getting none. Where in the world is this coming from? So he said, you know what? I got a lot of love for her. I'm going to go ahead and kind of dip in this situation, but I'm going to do it quietly. But the angel stops Joseph, and he said, listen, I know you're not getting none, and she's pregnant, but I got to explain to you what's happening here. This is something supernatural. See, because we serve a supernatural God. And some people say this is, this is a, a great fantasy story, but if you look at the historical evidence, if you look at the evidence throughout Scripture, throughout history, you will find that thousands of years it was prophesied, and everything that was detailed thousands of years ago came to pass where he would be born what his name would be the things that he would do Jesus manifested the prophecy that was given about him and so Joseph says you know what okay okay this is something supernatural I may not understand it but I'm I'm gonna go along with it and, and there are some spiritual truths that I want to draw out of this story because oftentimes and maybe you dealt with this in your in, in throughout your year that there were things in your life that you didn't think were God but really God was working in your life and you said this doesn't look like God I don't know how this is God but 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 it was God working all along can I tell you today so he was born, the angel comes, prophesies, the child is born in Bethlehem, the child was born in a manger, because here's what we have to understand. We have to understand that although it was prophesied, the people were not expecting it, and so they were surprised, just like when you get a surprise gift. The scripture says that he came to his own, and John 1, his own received him, didn't receive him, his own received them not, and so he comes and he shows up. The, 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 this, this, this child was born, and the Bible says that he would grow in, in the nature and wisdom of God, and that he had favor before God, he had favor before men. We see him when he's young, and then there's a time lapse. We see him when he's 30 years old, and then he begins his ministry, and he begins to perform miracles, and begins to perform signs, and all of these amazing things start taking place. But here is the thing. It was a surprise to the people. The people didn't know that he was going to bring a gift. And can I tell you what that gift is today? The gift was salvation. The gift was salvation, and it was a surprise to the people. But here's the thing that you have to understand. The reason why they didn't understand or they didn't get the gift is because the package came with humble wrappings. The way Jesus showed up, see, I told you they were expecting a deliverer, someone to come with a crown and come in a chariot and to deliver the people and say, I am the Messiah, I'm the king, but he was born in a manger. It really starts to depict this. For those that have, that those that have uh, 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 children, if you really get this picture, and it, in fact it tells us in Luke 2, and you would just listen, I don't have the scripture on the screen. In Luke 2 it says, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that 
all the world should be registered. This was the first generation when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered, each of his own. So there was a census. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed. He was engaged to her who was with a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She, was, she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger because there was no place for him at the inn. There was no place for him to go to the hospital. There was no place for him to go to a hotel, a motel, a holiday inn. He had to be born in he, had, he was born in a manger, and if you really understand what a manger is, you got to understand that that's where cattle go to feed. So there are all types of, 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 of droppings and all types of animal nastiness that is in there, and that's where he was born. They were expecting him. He was from the lineage of David. They were expecting something extravagant. But can I tell you that oftentimes the blessings of God come with humble wrappings. And some of you may look at things in your life and say, you know what, this doesn't look like what I was expecting. See, this year, some of you began to say, God, this is my year where I want to grow to be patient. And God gave you trials. You say, God, this is the year that I want to be uh, debt-free. This is the year that I want to have financial breakthrough. And this was the year that you were most broke as a joke. You said, God, this is the year that I want to launch into my business, my dream, my venture. And so God gave you a vision and a dream. You were expecting it to come to you handed and for it to come extravagantly wrapped up in all beautiful types of wrapping. Because, you know, when we want to gift a blessing, we want it to be wrapped up and look beautiful, don't we? But oftentimes the gift, the blessing of God, the word and the promise will come in the wrapping that you don't expect. Sometimes your husband will come in a package that you didn't expect. Sometimes your wife is going to come, you're like, that's not my type. <laughs> you say, God, I want to grow spiritually, and he gave you more difficulty. And you're like, oh, okay, God, I don't want this. You know what? This is a little too heavy for me. This is not the way I expected it to go. How many can relate to me that you began the year and you were expecting it to go a certain way, and then throughout the months it started going a little different, and then you're like, all right, now it's going a little south. Okay, I wasn't expecting anybody know what I'm talking about. Okay, now I'm having to take a detour. Okay, now I'm having to go this. Oh, I didn't expect anybody been hit throughout this year. But can I tell you that those are the ways that God is calling your attention it may not be the package that you expected but inside God is wanting to show you there is a lesson and there is a blessing to learn and he'll wrap it oftentimes in ways that we don't expect Jesus showed up he was born in the manger they said this is the king we don't believe it but you got to understand that oftentimes the things that we're expecting from God will come in humble the most humblest of wrappings. The gift of salvation. We have an idea of what that means to us, of what that looks like. And oftentimes when it appears, we don't know. We say, is this God? I'm not sure. Of this. But it's the gift of salvation. 
The second thing that I want to really emphasize is that the gift that he gave us in salvation was a gift that we did not deserve. In Romans 6.23, the scripture says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ our Lord. Ephesians 2.5 says, Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. The gift of God, the gift of salvation that came through Jesus because he was born, that gift, we did not deserve that gift. There are some people in the church that believe that they've made it this far because they, they qualified, they had the credentials, they look good because they feel like they deserved it. But there are some others of us that have needed grace throughout the year. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Didn't know how you were going to make it, but he gave us grace. Didn't know how we were going to pay the bill, but he gave us grace. Didn't know how my family was going to see another day, but the Bible says that weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I may not deserve it, but he is a giver of grace. And so he, give, he gave this gift of grace. He had to be born to give us this gift of grace, but we did not deserve it. So that means even when you were in your trespasses, even when we fell short of the glory of God, can I tell you, the Bible is telling us that he loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, in sin, he loved us, and that is the gift of salvation. It's a beautiful thing to have the gift of salvation, because in the gift of salvation, we receive mercy from God. Through Jesus, we have peace with God. We have holiness and righteousness through him. We're reconciled to God through Jesus. We have light and guidance. He gives us his Holy Spirit. And can I tell you that the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us, I'm giving you a lot of scripture because I want you to take this home with you. I want you to realize the gift that is in salvation. Why are we celebrating all of this? What, what is the meaning of all of this? The meaning is that Jesus gave us the gift of salvation, that he was born, that he was alive to fulfill the prophecy and in that he gave us his holy spirit and his holy spirit gives us love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control so that means even when things look like they're going south, even when things are crazy, while people are stressed out because of the holidays, because of the things that they're lacking, some of you have been frustrated because the year hasn't gone your way, but can I tell you, if you have Jesus, you have the greatest gift of all. I wish I had more that could celebrate that. I wish I had more. Come on, if you love him today, put your hands together. If you have Jesus, you have the greatest gift of all because in Jesus, you have his love. In Jesus, you have, but pastor, I ain't getting my booze. I was waiting this year. 2017 was going to be my year. I don't have him yet. I don't have her yet. I broke up with my girl, broke up with my boy. I feel lonely, but can I tell you, you got the gift of Jesus. But pastor, things at my job didn't go so well as I expected. But can I tell you, you still have Jesus. Because nothing in the world can take that gift away from you. That's why I love the gift of salvation. Because nothing in the world can take that gift away from me. That means I can lose a job. That means I can lose people. That means I can lose money. But if I have the gift of Jesus, my God, I feel like going a little old school. If I have Jesus, I have everything that I need. I have 
have love, I have peace, I have joy, I have faithfulness, I have self-control, I have kindness in him. That is the gift that we have. We didn't deserve the gift, but yet he gave us the gift. We didn't realize it was a surprise to us like when we get a surprise gift. We didn't know we needed the gift like a parent. You know, any parents give your child what they need, not what they want. You know, they're asking you for some. Come on, parents, where you at? Where you at? You know, they ask you for all types of toys, gadgets, and you're looking like, no, <laughs> that's not what you need. I'm going to get you what you some of, some of, some of y'all with your parents in here, y'all like, man, Pastor, what He's trying to get the J's, man. We didn't know we needed this gift. And he gave us this gift. The gift of salvation. The gift of grace. We didn't know that we needed it. We didn't know the package that it was going to come in. But here's the thing about a gift. The thing about a gift is that a gift is free and a gift is given. But in order for you to fully enjoy the gift, you got to first receive the gift. Then you yourself, you've got to open the gift. You yourself have got to utilize the gift. When you, can I tell you, when you come through these doors, you have an opportunity to get even more involved and connected with the gift of grace with the gift of salvation, but you've got to be open to that gift. You've got to get involved. You ever gave somebody a gift and expected you to open it for them? You ever gave a gift and say, and, and they're just looking at you like, I, you gave me the gift, but I want you to open it too? How would you react to that? Must be crazy. And so we have, the scripture says, in John chapter 3, it says, For God so loved the world that he what? He gave his only begotten son. So in him sending Jesus to the earth, in him shipping him out, the gift, didn't have a, a tracking number attached. This wasn't Amazon Prime. This, is, this, was, this was Holy Prime. He said, I'm going to ship you out. I'm going to send this gift because people need this gift. He's, he knew you and I would need the gift of grace. He knew you and I would need Jesus. Even when we didn't think we needed him, the Father, because he's a good Father, he sends Jesus. He sends him via, via, via Holy Prime. He said, they need this package. They need it, and they're going to receive it. And then when we have it, We've got to utilize it. We've got to open it. The gift is free. It's already been paid for. Jesus gave his life in order for you and I to be here. In order for you and I to celebrate this time, he gave his son the gift of salvation. So why do we do this? All of this. It's all right to enjoy your gifts. It's all right to enjoy your, your Louboutins if you get them. It's all right for you to enjoy your fashion over jeans. 
It's all right for you to enjoy your, your, your Nintendo Switch and it's all right for you to enjoy your, your, your Louis Vuitton and all of that and your Jordans and all, all, these, all these things. All these things are wonderful. It, it's all right for you to enjoy food. It's all right for you to enjoy movies and entertainment. But what I want us to reflect on today is that while all that is taking place, while you're with your family, while you're out and about, for you to reflect the real reason for the season and that God gave us a gift already and that's the gift that keeps on giving because everything else will wear everything else will tear you might lose the gifts that you have been given to you this Christmas but if you got Jesus that's the gift that keeps on giving even when you're lost he will give you his peace even when you're lonely and confused he will give you the guidance that you need I wish I had somebody that knew what I was talking about that even when you say God there's no one around I'm still lacking things he's saying I'm I'm here with you during this test during this trial I'm here with you it's the end of the year didn't accomplish all my dreams and my goals he's saying but I'm still with you so you can see another day and you can fight again and you can get yourself back up can I encourage someone today because you might have come and you're coming towards the end of the year and you say I didn't accomplish what I thought I would accomplish but God is saying I'm gonna give you the strength that you need to see another day and I'm gonna give you life to fight another day I'm with you. He's the reason for the season. The gift of salvation, the gift of Jesus. I want us to say a prayer. Lord, I thank you for this gift. We're grateful to celebrate. We're grateful for family. We're grateful for the gifts to be able to give gifts. We're grateful for the food. We're grateful for the entertainment, God, the, the beautiful things that you allow us to enjoy. From the little things, the small things, to the big things. We're grateful for everything, God. But today, as a church family, we acknowledge that you're the reason for the season. And we want to give you your place in our lives. You are first and foremost above anything, above everyone. You're the reason we get together. You're the reason we celebrate. And during this time when the world gets together and they celebrate as well, but they have the wrong intentions, the wrong motives, they don't understand the true purpose, help us to be a light to those people. Express your love because of the grace you've given us. Help us to express your love, to be a light, to be a sense of hope and encouragement to those around us. I pray you bless each individual in this room. As they meet with families, that it be your peace, your love, your unity. God, today, we want to say, Father, that the greatest gift isn't the material thing. It's you, your grace, your love, your mercy. The greatest thing in life aren't things, it's the intangible, it's, it's, it's the spiritual gift that we receive in you. And so we thank you for that today. In the precious name, in the holy name 
of Jesus. Amen and amen. Can we put our hands together today? Come on. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. If you want to stay in contact, connect with us, make sure to visit myhopecenter.org. You can also connect with us on social media at My Hope Center on everything. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at My Hope Center. Until next time, peace, love, and God bless.